Okay, we're right back into Bible study lesson 12. Again, if you are just getting here with us, you need to listen to enter to Bible study and follow through with lessons 1 through 11, and then you will be up to date and ready to get into the lesson today. What we covered in our previous lesson was now that John the Baptist is an adult, we're expounding on the fact that he had purpose in his ministry, that he went into the wilderness, he was full of the Holy Spirit, he ended up coming out and in a way of dressing, a way of living that would have reminded people of the prophet Elijah, which was prophesied in Malachi that he would be like that as well as being prophesied in Isaiah that he would come from the wilderness and that he would be calling out, prepare the way of the Lord. John has a very abundant ministry. He is baptizing people with just water for the baptism of repentance to prepare people for the one who's coming. But then he's very clear that his baptism is one of repentance and one of water is how he calls it. And then he says, but the one who's coming will baptize in the spirit. And so this is beginning of John now. We're in John 1. We are down to um, verse 28. And it's really exciting to see the ministry of John the Baptist coming into fruition, especially after we spent so much time learning about the prophecies regarding his birth and how that came to be and just the excitement and the stir this would have caused in this culture and in this time period. And then all of Judea, all of the region of Jordan, all of Jerusalem are coming out to hear him and are being baptized to repentance. And that is really exciting. So I trust you guys are enjoying this study and are getting deep in the word and that when I'm done, you're turning me off and you're spending more time in the word if you can't learning more about these things. I trust your further study columns are full as we skim over topics that you're more interested in following after. And uh, I'm just praying that you guys are enjoying this time and it's blessing you and benefiting you as much as it is me. So let's get back into the text. So we're in John 1 and we just read... Oh, let's see here. The Pharisees ask him in verse 25, why then are you baptizing if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answers them saying, I baptize with water. In your midst stands one whom you do not know, the one who comes after me, of whom I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandal. And a very humble picture for John the Baptist to paint here that he is not even worthy for such a menial dirty task to do so to God. And I mean, he's absolutely right. But John the Baptist really is a humble person. You see that throughout his ministry, that he is always pointing away from himself to Jesus. And he's saying, no, he's the one who deserves your honor and glory. He's the one you should be looking at. He must increase. I must decrease. And what an example for us, you know, to to keep pointing people to Jesus instead of pointing them right back at ourselves. Okay, and then it says, um, these things took place in Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. Verse 29 says, on the next day, he saw Jesus coming to him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is his opportunity to actually point him out. And that's exciting. This one is the one about whom I said, after me is coming a man who is ahead of me because he existed before me. Okay, so pause here. John the Baptist is telling people someone's coming after me who is actually ahead of me because he existed before me. Now, we know from reading in our Gospels leading up to this study, we know from spending time in Luke that Elizabeth was pregnant. Do you guys remember how much she was pregnant before the announcement came to Mary? It looked like she was six months pregnant when Gabriel came to Mary. So six plus months by the time Mary 
is pregnant herself. So by human standards, this is not true, right? And so John the Baptist is referencing the fact that Jesus is God and that he has always existed. And so in that way, of course, he is absolutely correct (laughs) that he existed before him. And so John the Baptist knew who this was, and it was his cousin. But as far as we know, it's not like they grew up together or anything. Like this is the Holy Spirit revealing this to him, just like he revealed him to him when they were both in the womb. And he felt him there and he said, there he is. (laughs) So this is really cool. Verse 31 says, and I do not know him, but in order that he could be revealed to Israel, because of this, I came baptizing with water. And John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and remaining upon him. And I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water, that one said to me, the one upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this one is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so there's a lot going on here. So John is saying, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know him until the one who sent me to baptize with water. That one said to me, okay, and we know who this is, right? This is God because John is full of the Holy Spirit, as we saw from earlier passages in the end of Luke 2, I want to say. Let's go there quickly. Luke 2, the end of Luke 1. It says, and the child kept growing, John the Baptist, and becoming strong in spirit and was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance in Israel. So he is strong in the spirit. That is how he knows what God wants him to say. And it says here, I did not know him in verse 31, but in order that he could be revealed to Israel, because of this, I came baptizing with water. So John knows exactly why he's here. He knows exactly what his job is. And John testifies saying, I have seen the spirit descending like a dove from heaven and remaining upon him. Okay, when did that happen? So we need to write down verse 32, question mark here. And we're going to keep reading. Because as far as we know, this is the first time John sees Jesus, right? I have seen the spirit descending like a dove from heaven and remaining upon him. And I did not know him. He says that again. But the one who sent me to baptize with water, that one said to me, the one upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining upon him. This one is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So again, John is comparing him baptizing with water to the one who's coming who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And that those are very different things, right? And verse 34 says, and I have seen and testify that this one is the chosen one of God. I just love this because John the Baptist apparently is pointing at Jesus, right? He's saying, look, this is him. I've told you guys about, he's here. And then he says, this one, I saw the spirit descending on him and I didn't know who he was, but the spirit, like God told me that the one I saw the spirit descending on was the one who I should point everyone to. And I have seen and testify that this one is the chosen one of God. So where did this happen though? Where did we have this experience happen? Well, you probably know this, but if you don't, this is a well-known part of Jesus's ministry at the beginning of his ministry when he is actually baptized by John the Baptist. And you might say, well, why would he be baptized by John the Baptist? The baptism of John the Baptist was one of repentance for the forgiveness of sins and Jesus was sinless. That is an excellent question. I'm glad you asked that. (laughs) We will get there eventually, I promise. But really quick, before we move on to the baptism of Jesus, we are going to go to one more passage that deals with the early ministry of John the Baptist. So let's go quickly to Luke 
And we're actually skimming past quite a bit of things that have occurred since we last were in Luke, just because it deals with the birth of Jesus, which is significant. It's obviously very significant, but because we are coming in a little bit different place in the life and ministry of Jesus in the gospel of John, we're not going to spend as much time in these chapters. Are they worthwhile to read? Of course. Please write that down for further study. Write down the birth of Jesus and spend your time there. But we are going to go ahead and scroll down to chapter three. The very last verse of chapter two says, and Jesus was advancing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. And that's kind of a neat caveat from him and um, John the Baptist is they're both children and they kind of grow up in one verse, each of them, and they are advancing in wisdom and stature in favor with God and with people. John the Baptist is growing in the spirit. He's going out in the wilderness for his ministry. And so it's just interesting to see the two of them as kind of parallels here. So then chapter three says, now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea. And Herod was Tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip was Tetrarch of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis. Trachonitis? I don't know. And Lysanias was Tetrarch of Abilene. These are real people in real places. I just don't know how to say them. (laughs) In the time of the high priest Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all the surrounding region of the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. Now, Luke really is the first gospel we probably should have come to coming, but bridging that gap between him growing up and going to the wilderness and him starting his ministry, because Luke does a really good job here of saying what time period this was and that um, he is going out into all the surrounding region of the Jordan. He's preaching and it's tying it into that prophecy again from the prophet Isaiah. And so reading through that, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley will be filled. Every mountain and hill will be leveled and the crooked will become straight and the rough road will become smooth and all flesh will see the salvation of God. And verse seven says, therefore, he was saying to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, offspring of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Okay, so this is something he had directed specifically at the religious leaders in another passage, right? And so Luke is saying the same quote, and he's referencing it for the crowds that are coming. So, you know, you could look at that different ways. Um, Maybe there were crowds of religious leaders. You know, maybe he spoke it to the crowds, but was directing it at the religious leaders. There's a lot of ways that this could be interpreted, and we're not going to dig down and really study that out right now, but that's just kind of interesting. Therefore, produce fruit worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children from Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is positioned at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree not producing good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Well, that's like word for word, the same that we had earlier. And so Luke is repeating it here. And so that's kind of cool. The continuity again we see in these accounts but then also a slightly different view of some of them which gives you more information which is neat so verse 10 says and the crowds were asking him saying what then should we do and this seems to be different from the response of the religious leaders that we saw earlier where they were just like who are you (laughs) 
And these people are like, what should we do? Like, how do we produce fruit worthy of repentance? And he answered and said to them, the one who has two tunics must share with the one who does not have one. And the one who has food must do likewise. And tax collectors also came to be baptized. And they said to him, teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, collect no more than what you are ordered to. And those who served in the army were also asking him, saying, what should we also do? And he said to them, extort from no one and do not blackmail anyone and be content with your pay. This is so interesting. John is really getting into how to live practically with a heart of repentance, with one that is turning away from sin and sinful behaviors here. And verse 15 says, And while the people were waiting expectantly, and all were pondering in their hearts concerning John, whether perhaps he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, it's like he's like, hey now, no, no. He says, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I am is coming, of whom I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand to clean out his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his storehouse, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations also, he proclaimed good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him concerning Herodias, his brother's wife, concerning all the evil deeds that Herod had done, added this also to them all. He also locked up John in prison. Now, this is talking about something that is future. John's going to get locked up in prison because Luke kind of has a little bit of a of a pause here where he says, you know, this is what's going to happen. And then he backs up with verse 21 and says, now it happened that when all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. And so he is like, yeah, so John got locked up. Oh, but before that, Jesus was baptized. So I just want to clarify that because it's a little bit out of order if you're reading this. And so it also, after we have this portion that talks about the baptism of Jesus in verse 23, he says, and Jesus, when he began his ministry, was himself about 30 years old and being the son, as it was believed of Joseph, the son of Eli. And then he goes into the whole genealogy of Jesus Christ, which is really cool that we have that and we have all that data down for being able to really look at the fulfillment of other prophecies regarding the birth of Jesus. So let's read this like a little small telling of the baptism of Jesus that we have in Luke, and then we can go to other passages to read it more deeply. So verse 21 says, now it happened that when all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Okay, (laughs) we don't have time to talk about the baptism of Jesus today. It's going to take more time than we have uh, since we have like 10 seconds left. But I hope you guys, again, are encouraged by digging into the word and seeing just what is going on with the ministry of John the Baptist and how it really is just like hammering the nails in on this concept of why he came and that he's preparing the way for Jesus and that he's the one who's not only preparing the way, but he also is the one that like announces that Jesus is there when he's there. He points him out 
And he like confirms his ministry in a way by being a participant in the baptism. And there's just so much that's going on here. It's really exciting. And so next week, we'll get more into it, Lord willing, as we dive into the actual baptism of Jesus and the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, as John the Baptist becomes less important by his own words, and Jesus becomes more important and as his ministry takes off. So I hope you guys are enjoying this time in the Word. I hope it's encouraging you and uplifting you. I hope that you can spend time right now praying and asking God to help you apply these things to your life and to think about him appropriately and that you will be blessed. And so I love you, ladies. I'll talk to you next week.